Hey, this is Odie McConnell, director of Kung Fu and Titties. It's not porn, it's just great. And you're listening to the Spyrokin Movie Reviews Month of Karate, Kempo, and Kung Fu Masters, brought to you by Kung Fu and Titties, a movie with lots of titties and lots of kung fu. Amazing. Amazing. Do you know you have a very special aura about you? You may be a podcast listener, but you have the potential of a true kung fu genius. If you harness your chi, you will be able to do almost anything and be invincible. But remember, this podcast will contain adult language, mature situation, secret martial art techniques, the evilness of the axe gang, hilariously cartoonish moments, a sleazy but honorable main character, lollipops, and Steven Terrell tropes. Remember the old saying, you cannot escape your destiny, and listener discretion is advised. Spark and Movie Review, episode 55. You know you're a badass when you kick ass in flip-flops. Whatcha! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review. Some podcasts and interviews about connecting enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yo! Are you going to introduce yourself or no? I don't feel like introducing myself today. I'm Zoro and I'm here to help Zan with this movie review. Why? Because we're back to Kung Fu movies. Why? Because Kung Fu kicks ass. And remember, this is the last installment of the theme month of Karate Kempo and Crazed Kung Fu Masters. So we had to finish this off in an awesome way, in an amazing way. And how did we do this? With a movie which is one part text Avery and one part Shaolin Kung Fu movie. But first, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrokin.com and you can email us at spyrokin at gmail.com we're on facebook we're on twitter and you can check out all this information out on the show notes and remember to definitely check out kung fu and titties it is an amazing movie that Odie has worked so hard on that it's amazing it's great and i've heard a lot of good things about it it looks just it's hey kung fu and titties right kung fu and titties can't go wrong with that so um usually we good Go on some rant, but let's get right to it because this movie look was amazing and fun and just completely out there. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review, we rolled that one, that only. Don't of movies. And it dictated this to be reviewing a movie which was released over here in theaters. I saw it in theaters in Cantonese, which is pretty cool in a regular theater. English subtitles, don't worry about it. Oh yeah, so English it was, subtitles, and it was directed by Stephen Chow. Now, if you haven't heard about Stephen this guy, Chow. this guy is a comedian director Chow. who's done crazy ass movies, like one of them. Stephen he, Chow. He was the the sixty million dollar man where the guy was made, the world was made for six thousand dollars. Nice. So his junk is a garden hose. Nice. And he turns into a toaster. It's a really funny movie. But it's produced by Stephen Chow. It's written by Stephen Chow. It's directed by Stephen Chow. It's starring Stephen Chow. Also, Danny Chen, Yoon Wa, Yoon Ki, Eva Hong. And the music is by Raymond Wong, not by Stephen Chow. And this is another one of his films, which is been released over here, and there's references to lots of other ones. It came out in 2004, forgot, and it's 98 minutes, and it is... Kung Fu Hustle, or I can't pronounce the real name, but uh, the budget was $20 million for this movie, and it made $100 million. I think it was a success. What yeah, do you think? I would say so, because I'll tell you, like, Kung Fu Hustle, we're going to get into it, 
It's a pretty badass movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Especially if you're into kung fu movies. And if you're into comedies too, it's a movie which is really easy to get into. The dub is not bad for for a kung fu movie, but mainly it is a modern kung fu movie that works. But it's got references to Matrix. It's got references to his other movie, Shaolin Soccer. It's just complete balls of walls crazy. But you're like, this movie's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's 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 a it's just different. It's kind of like it's just a different kung fu movie. Yeah, and like most kung fu movies, you have your protagonist, our main character, played by Stephen Chow, the director is named Singh. And he is, uh, he wants to be a bad guy. He doesn't want to be a bad guy. He's just a loser who wants to do something. So his something lands up trying to be a bad guy, but then he doesn't really succeed at being a bad guy because the bad guys realize he's a loser, but just, he wants to do something. He knows that. It's like, it's funny because you're like, okay, this guy wants to do something, but he just doesn't know what to do. He doesn't. So, and his yeah. best friend, his sidekick, whose name is Sidekick, just is kind of... <laughs> there to help him out a little bit i can't think of a better sidekick name than sidekick how awesome is that better than i mean it's just this big huge heavy set asian guy who just sits there like 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 zan said he's just there to be kind of like he's like okay sing we'll do this and he's kind of like the like laurel and hardy he's the comic relief but he does it unintentionally like at one point they have to kill someone in order to get part of this bigger well let's get to the big point there's this gang called the axe gang that has taken over the city they're these bad guys who hustle and they go crazy and they kill people. Well, I want to describe all this because because maybe some people were, were, were going off in tangents here. I want to kind of like hone it in and like figure it out. So in most kung fu movies, like let's say you take a Bruce Lee movie, okay? A Bruce Lee movie is about a guy who has a problem and he attacks that problem and... He saves a girl, and then that's it. And during the movie, there's fighting. Like, that's a normal, everyday kung fu movie. In Kung Fu Hustle, it's, it's kind of like... Well, before we get into, like, what it's about, it's a bunch of blubbering idiots who you think are, like, the most retarded. Like, who is this guy? And out of nowhere, they're, like, kung fu masters. Like, I just want to go through this real quick, Zan, just to get people to get the idea. Yeah. So, one of these guys is like a booger pooking like stained shirt guy in broken plastic flip-flops and he's supposed to be the world's most nasty killer and you're thinking like what could this idiot do and then the two people he fight is an old heavy set asian lady grandmother and then another guy who's like um the landlord's husband who cheats on people and it's just something where you're like these people wouldn't know Kung Fu from their ass to their elbow. They don't even know how to probably open a door, right? But it's just something where when you watch the movie, out of nowhere, these guys who you would never in a million years could imagine being Kung Fu masters do some of the sickest Kung Fu ever. I'm talking like better than... I mean, a lot of it is like the, the filmography or, or, yeah. or it's just the, the movie that the, the, the going on. But, I mean, if you really like Kung Fu, in this movie... It has some of the silliest B-movie crap you'll ever see. And at the same time, has some of the sickest kung fu moves that, like, you couldn't even imagine. It's just so... It, it's, it goes from one extreme to the other extreme 
And while it's doing that, it does put a plot together. It does put... And I mean, some of it is completely BS because sometimes the guy will hit somebody's face through the floor and then the guy's face will rubber band back. So some of it's just... Or the like, girl, run, the lady chasing after someone and you hear the, the Roadrunner sound effects and... Yeah, a lot, of it, a lot of it is like complete crap too. But it's just... So if you're into comedies and you're into like Kung Fu and you're into like, you know, if you want to sit down and watch a movie that you don't necessarily have to pay attention attention to the whole time but in the same sense like you want to watch a cool movie like dude this is the movie for you like go get this movie watch it you will not regret it it's oh, yeah, a fucking, definitely it is a really good movie it's a pretty cool movie and as you guys are gonna like all the other ones we're gonna probably you know what we're gonna give this but so it is a story about redemption like we said and it is about all these things where it's appearances can't can be deceiving because you have the axe gang who's taken over the town oh so let's go into that too because we didn't do any of that stuff all right yeah. so so the guy is like in the beginning where we said he, he wants to do something doesn't know if he wants to do good he doesn't want to do bad in the very beginning of the movie it shows a scene where there's a police sergeant and he's like taking money and this and that and anyway like the axe gang comes in like this badass group of guys but it's funny because again everything in this movie is like two-sided it's this gang who like runs china i guess at the time but they're in the street dancing like it's almost like west side story like yeah, the, sharks the sharks and the jets yeah. do, 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 do. and they're snapping their fingers and everything you're like what are these but then the guy like chops off another guy's leg with his axe and he throws another axe into someone's back you're like oh shit these dancing but they just retards back and he just are like you know no joke and then he like breaks somebody's face with a shotgun so it's kind of like it's not for kids. I don't want you to think that this is a kid's movie, but in the same sense, it's just, it's got both sides. Like I said before, it's got one side where they're happy and they're dancing. You think these guys are blumbering idiots and then they're killing people. So it's just, yeah. it, it's kind of both. So anyway, there's an X gang. That's how the movie starts. And you realize, okay, these are the bad guys. They take over everything except for one area of the town, which is Pigsty Alley, which is that poor ghetto areas like a tenement slum run See, by the I'm, landlord and his wife i'm glad zan's doing that because okay so these x gang runs most of this like let's say this city or this town and just like he said there's this one area that's like the poorest of the poor bums and it's called pigsty alley where it's like this place where just dirty poor people live that's the only way to describe it now the p dirty poor people still have to pay rent and stuff and like i said before there's a lady there who's a landlord, and she's actually a kung fu master in disguise. Well, we don't know yet. But the funny bitch. thing is this: is that in this pigsty alley, there's not one, there's not two, there's how, how many? Five? No. At first, it is five kung you, fu there are masters. Three hidden kung fu masters. You have the baker, the seamster. Well, there's a there's a gay <laughs> there's a gay seamster who's pretty funny. I'll go through it. Okay, so there's one guy who's a master of the spear. That's the seamstress guy. He's a yeah, master the seamstress of the spear. Is... There's another guy who actually has like these golden uh, rings that goes on his arm. Yeah, he he's the, the tailor. The tailor's the gay one. He is uh, Iron Fist Kung Fu. Oh, he is Iron Fist the tailor. Okay. The baker is Iron Trigrim uh, staff technique. And then the other guy, the coolie, his name is actually the coolie, and he's he's a bum, and he's the 12th, 12th kick school. Well, the, the coolie guy... Like, all he does is lift shit up, and so you know he's ridiculously strong, but then on top of it, he's, like, just has, like, the strongest kicks in the world, I guess. So it's something where all five of these people are living in this town, and the funny thing is that none of them know that they're actually Kung Fu Masters, even though they all live together. So it's something where it's like, I guess it was like hidden or something like that, or they don't want the X gang to find out about them. So they all live in this cheap-ass place, but they're all, like, 
ridiculous kung fu masters. And again, in other kung fu movies, like the guy is supposedly hidden, but you like know yeah. that like this guy, like when he walks, his hair like the wind is blowing his hair back. He has like nicer clothes. Everybody, these guys are bums. These guys are like you have no idea of anything. Yeah, they look like normal people. And I know where these are fighting kicking And I'll tell you, like so. Um, yeah, once the axe hang shows up and threatens them, then they're like, yeah, fuck this. We have to protect our our, our own. Yeah. So, but. How do we get to the pigsty alley, though? How does no, that, it, like, it's the deal was that, that Sing and Sidekick piss off the Axe Gang, and they're going to kill him. But the thing is, Sing, he is, he's, 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 he's charismatic, but he thinks he's the man, but he's not. But he's a good lockpick. He's a thief. So he, he can pick locks super fast. So he's like, all right, you're really good. We need someone to, here's the deal. We need you to kill someone. You kill someone. Like, okay. And then they go to Pigsty Alley, cause a problem. Eventually, Axe Gang shows up. They try to cause shit because they want their territory. The three Kung Fu Masters kick ass. And then they say, okay, we need someone. We got to find the greatest killer of all time. They hire a bunch of people to go there and kill the three Masters. And yeah, these really cool brothers who show up. And they're the harpists. Two blind guys who use a harp. It's a really cool scene. All right. So, so again, trying to hone everything in. So the main character, Steven Chow Singh, he wants to join the X-Gang. He... The X-Gang says, okay, you can join because you're a good master thief. So he's supposed to kill someone. That's why. So anyway, I guess he's supposed to kill somebody. So he goes here to kill somebody. Doesn't kill them. Then, like, he tells them that, like, this went wrong. The guys go there. They It's it's a funny scene because the lady kicks his ass and does it in a way that, like, so they go to get the... And I'll tell you, the, the, the two brothers who are supposed to be assassins, who, who they call us was the harpists, like... That's one of the coolest scenes I've seen in a movie in a long time. Like, if you just watch this one scene in the movie, it's pretty ridiculous because it's these two blind older guys who, who they look like they're badass, but again, you have no idea what they do. And out of nowhere, they, like, create a magical, like, harp that they put across both their legs. Like, both of them have to do it at the same time. And they pull the strings back. And as they let the strings go, these, like, different things that are like supposedly magical but like can really hurt you fly at you like a knife a spear like um uh, like an axe like different things but then when they really try like animals like 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 beings like old ancient warriors come and try to attack you like all through this magical harp thing and it's nuts because like at first the first three um, Kung Fu Masters are fighting them, and they're losing. They, they get killed by these three guys. Yeah, they, they like, like these two guys, like the assassins, they're no joke. They're actually killing other Kung Fu Masters. And then the landlord and the landlord's husband come out and kill these two guys. Yeah, and these two guys were killing two other, three other Kung Fu Masters. So you're like seeing the progression, how, how, how crazy this is getting. And it's something where... You're just like, at the whole time, like, what's going to happen next in this movie? So, like I said, what happens next is they get this guy, the Beast. Um, again, the Beast is just the funniest looking. Imagine, like, if you've ever seen um, Revenge of the Nerds, there's, like, um, uh, Booger, and then Booger gets mentored by the guy Snotty. <laughs> it's kind of like a fat Snotty from Revenge of the Nerds. It's like, it, it, and it, he's it, just, it, like, this badass killer. And you hear, like, the story. This guy is the greatest killer of all time. He locked himself up in an insane asylum so no one could get in. So Singh has to break in there, get him. And it has some moments which are inspired by The Shining, 
Like, you see, he walks and you see the elevator open up and blood comes out. He's like, oh, God. Freak out. And you see, you're thinking, oh, God, this is some big, diesel, scary motherfucker. And then you open the door. And it's this weirdo, like, wearing, wearing glasses, balding head, like a Hawaiian shirt, wearing flip pink flip-flops. He's like, are you the beast? Huh? Okay. And then they take him, and they take him, and like, oh, Mr. Beast, we'll give you money. And they think, oh, he's not, he's not, there's no way he can. So they take him before the Axe Gang leader, and this guy, he seems, you're not the Beast, there's no way to. And he punches the, punches the Beast. Beast just looks at him, <laughs> hit me again. And he starts wailing on him. And all these guys are kicking his ass, nothing. And Sing. No, at that point, what happens is, so then, the, like, so the Beast is getting punched in the face. And it's actually doing damage. You see the beast start bleeding a little bit. But then, like, he grabs one of the guy's guns. And all the guys take a gun at him. And the beast points the gun to his own head. Right? And he, he, he says, oh, a new gun. I've never seen this. And he pulls the trigger. And you think this guy's committing suicide. Like, he's about to blow his own head off. He pulls the trigger. And then with two fingers. And the gun is against his head. Like, it's as close as it's it can point go. Point blank range. Point blank range. Pulls the trigger and with two fingers stops the bullet and just puts the bullet on the floor. And then everyone's like, holy shit, this guy really is like the most... Re-. And the thing is, is, the only reason the Beast stopped killing people was that he was waiting to find someone his equal. Someone that was as good enough of a fighter that would put up a challenge to fight him. So when he found out that the, that the two... The landlady and, and it's landlord. funny because there actually there's a myth, a legend about two lovers. One was able to do the lion's roar. That's the the lady landlord, and one is like I don't even know how to it's describe tai, it. It's like, it's the, like a, the, a form the, of Tai Chi Tai Chi Quan. Yeah, well, either way, he's like super the, passive. It's a super he's passive like Mister Fantastic kind of like he just he's very flimsy and can move around and like nothing really hurts him. But anyway, so so these two guys, the lost lovers and the beast. Go at it in this like hotel where they're supposed to like, I guess stop each other. So they're fighting and they're fighting and they're kicking ass and like and the beast is actually winning. He's being the two of them, and this guy Sing kind of gets in the way, and like, takes a pretty bad hit from the beast. But then like by taking that hit from the beast, he kind of like, metamorphoses and no, he has a, like he has a, the opportunity to say they beat him and he's like, look, hit the hit the. Prove your worth. Kill the old lady who's on the ground. And he has a, a pole. And he ends up hitting the beast. And the beast gets pissed off. And starts beating him. And even then he kind of just still hits him. Because he realizes this is wrong. This isn't right. Because he is a good guy at heart. He does do good things. It's just like kind of... He has that, I want to be a bad guy because being a good guy sucks. Because when he was a kid, this old man showed up and gave him this book. With for all his life savings to be the boot of the Buddhist palm, this ultimate technique, because he's supposed to save the world. And when he learned it, it didn't do shit as a kid, and he got the shit kicked out of him. And he's like, you know what? It's not good to be good. Good is good is bad. This brings up a point later, though, because after he gets the shit kicked, the two lovers grab Sing, take him home, and they kind of heal him up a little bit because they think he's gonna die. And all the Sing shows up, and shit happens. Yeah, so the beast comes to well, this thing is they were fighting in the hotel, like they said, the guy Singh tried to save the two lovers. He didn't do a good job, but at the same time he bought them enough time 
where the two lovers bring him back to Pigsty Alley. So now they're in Pigsty Alley, and the Beast comes to finish the job. He has to fight, and he has to beat these two to show the world that he's the best fighter in the world. Anyway, so, but they're pretty beat up, because, they again, they just got to fight, but the Beast is ready to go. Anyway, so... This is the part that's weird that I kind of don't understand, but Singh was, like Zan said, getting healed, like, in these wrappings, and almost like a, co like a cocoon with a, with a butterfly, he comes out of the wrappings, healed, and he tells them just to, like, to the two lovers, like, like you know what, just sit down. I got this. Don't worry about this. I got this. And he starts fighting the beast, and, well, at first, he starts fighting the whole entire axe gang. All, like, whatever it is, 200 of them. And they all have axes. And he's just kicking the shit out of all these guys. So he beats up 200 guys in a row. <laughs> then, after that, the beast comes. And he starts fighting him. And he starts beating his ass until the beast changes styles. See, that's the thing is the beast was actually not even trying his hardest. Then he changed his style to something called, the like, toad style. to toad style. And then he starts beating Singh. And then you're like, oh, wow. So now, again, the whole time in this movie, you're, you're thinking, what's going to come next? What's going to come next? What's going to come next? And I hate to give that a movie, but I guess that's what we do in movie reviews. Like, it's, so it's he goes the up into the sky, yeah. like flying, because that's where the beast sent him, like hundreds of feet into the sky, like where the birds fly and stuff like that. And it comes down with something called the Buddhist palm, which if you remember in the beginning, is what he learned and almost kills the beast. And literally, he just, it's suddenly he goes up in this cool scene where you see him flipping up. It's a great scene. Flips up, lands on a crane, jumps up. On an eagle. He kicks the eagle in the head, in the sky. Then he jumps down, <laughs> and he just you just see the palm, and it's just, poof. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Like I said, there's a couple of really cool scenes. The the scene with the harp is ridiculous. Like I said, if you watch that scene, even if you can, I don't know if you can Google it or just YouTube it. You can YouTube it But now. I'll tell you, just watch that. If you watch that and you see that, I guarantee you want to watch the whole movie. And if you watch the scene with the with the the Buddhist palm, also, if you see both those scenes, you'll be like, now nah, you'll know why the movie got over a hundred million dollars. Long it's, story it's short, pretty crazy movie. It goes out. It ends with um, he redeems himself and becomes a good guy. The beast re learns redemption through Sing, and we didn't even throw in the fact that there is a love interest who's a mute girl that is a kitty saved and she's still into him, but stuff. Yeah, I mean, again. We don't have two hours to tell you the whole movie, but in the same sense, let's go to rating this, and I think that you know where we're going because we've said a couple times about it. So, Zen, what do Overall, you give the movie? Great movie. It's art is great. It's another Stephen Chow movie that's amazing. I have to give this a really, really, really fucking cool. If you haven't watched this now, uh, your brain will freeze, your eyes will open, your soul will be forfeit to the ninth layer of hell will be forced to watch episode one for all eternity. Blah 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 blah. It's yeah, really a good I, movie. I, I think it's one of those movies that, like, I would go out, I would buy it on DVD, I would have it as one of my DVDs that's in my section. Um, like I said, it's one of those things that if you don't watch it, again, really fucking cool, you're missing out on a good movie. You are, and it's a movie that you can watch other people, and even if you don't like kung fu movies, it's a good movie. It has everything for everybody. It's got a romance, it has action, it has comedy. It has, um... That's the biggest thing about it, is that it's such a such a different kung fu movie. Because, like I said, everything... You, it's, it's one of those movies you don't know what... Even though we just told you everything that you're going to expect, if you watch it, you're still not going to believe it. You're like, there's no way these fucking guys are right. You're crazy. And, like, it's 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 just... It's nuts. You gotta go it's see a it spectacle. It. It's, exactly. It's, it's definitely It's, it's one of those things that, again, it's... Words can't describe it. You just gotta watch it. Now, the only thing that I do have to say is, like I said, the original movie is not in English. So, whether it's subtitled, whether it's dubbed over, it, it that's kind of like a little bit 
off-putting. Yeah, because the thing is, is the words, you know, it's like, like what, you, now, I, oh, ah! It feels <laughs> it's like, one of those things where like the guy's Trump. mouth is talking on Jamal's hour, but his words are like, I will kill you. <laughs> and the guy's like, like mouth is still movie. going for that. What happened? It feels like an old school Shaw Brothers movie, like you're watching Chess Boxer. Yeah, yeah, it is, it, like I said, it is just, uh, that, that part of it is a little disappointing. But again, if you think about it, the movie was supposed to do $20 million, you know? And we did a hundred million dollars. So Even with the advertising, like which that makes it to that's fifty percent more. So they're supposed to make twenty five million. They made four times that. So they definitely succeeded with the movie. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 a movie where if you watch it, that's the only thing I would would, would take away from it. But other than that, it's still like it, it doesn't take away enough that you that you lose anything from it. So yeah. yeah, it's worth watching, and it is a fun film, and it is the best. I think. Out of the films we've talked about. We talked about Last well, Dragon. Well, the thing was, is, is, is if you've seen Shaolin Shocker, which is also a Stephen Chow movie, similar idea. It's these group of misfits who out of nowhere become a ridiculous soccer team and do magical things. It's like Shaolin Soccer, but in my opinion... Better. Three times, four times, five times, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just better. Because so, yeah. that was him early in his career, and this is him honing it. He's yeah, this it. is kind of, I'll t- like I'll tell you some of the scenes in that movie like I really like the harp scene the scene with the golden palm like any like kung fu movie I could think of those are fucking cool scenes you know like 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 Zan said it takes elements of like the Matrix it takes elements of like you know um uh, of Looney Bruce Tunes Lee, of Looney Tunes of like it's the craziest shit and like um uh, what's the 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 movie now something man. Um, it was IP man. Be, uh, what? IP man. It man, yeah. <coughs> like it has like things from It Man, from Looney Tunes, from like from Matrix, from all this shit, all in one movie. It's crazy. It is. So, it yeah. is a crazy movie, and it is good. Now here's the question, though. Okay, let's take Poe. Let's take Bruce Leroy. Let's take gay-looking. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, John Claude Van Damme from Kickboxer. With his, okay. his gay shorts dancing like his Jean Claude Van Damme. And let's take Sing. Bruce Leroy, Poe. And Sing. And Sing. Besides, that could be and, the greatest and ever. real Bruce Lee. Oh, wow. Who do you think would win? Oh, this is a good question. In, in all honesty, if all of them were to fight at their full potential. Well, first of all, I don't think they, would, they, they, they all realize their awesomeness and battle each other, but if it was actually a fight to, like, a fight to the death. Or a fight, or like a, a big pixel fight? I don't know. The funny thing is this, is that, like, the only two I think that would, would like, Poe, a, whatever, it's a cartoon character, and he's never really that good anyway. Um, Bruce Leroy, uh, not Bruce Leroy, but John claude Van Damme loses to normal people, so this guy has, both of these guys have superhuman powers, so we'll kick him out of it. But, like, let's say Bruce Leroy, who's got the glow, okay? And Sing. And then Sing, like, the thing is this, is that, at the end of the movie of, of, of you know... This battle we've come up with. Of the dragon, like, it's something where, um, uh... You don't really realize how far the potential of Bruce Leroy's glow can go. But I still would have to say I think Sing would win. I, I do think that's, like... That, at the end of this movie, you think this guy's the most badass kung fu person of all time. Because yeah. he just beat... You understand the levels. So, like, there was, like, just normal badass guys in the in the axe gang then there was three masters who were defeated by the two assassin brothers who, who were, were de- then defeated by the two 
martial arts like super Master. masters who was then defeated by the, the beast, beast who was the most beast as were who was then defeated and made and made his subservient by Singh. So it's kinda like and Singh how and, much freaking higher can you go than that, you know? So it's it is And the other thing, the the characters you see with all these characters at the end, you see it with Poe, you see it with Singh, you see it with Bruce Lee and you see No, you don't see it with Jean Claude Van Damme. But the three main things you see is that they're humble. At the end of the day, they're humble. Mm. They're not egotistical. They're not, I am the badass because I'm the badass. Because at the end... Sure Sing, enough. <laughs> Sing, just says, Sing just says, okay, I'm a Kung Fu master, but I'm going to open up a candy shop. Yeah, it's, 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 it is It is funny that, like, yeah, at the end, he just just does a different way. But, I mean, I I, I do agree with what Zan's saying. A lot of, lot of the... Even Ip Man. Like, if you see the movie Ip Man, in my opinion, that's one of the, the better Kung Fu movies that we probably should have done, too, Zan. But maybe next time. Um, well, he's it, a, it was a biography. He's a real person. He yeah, told, yeah, no, like, I, I, he's supposedly really Bruce, Bruce Lee's honest teacher, you know? Yeah. But, um, uh, it, man, the movie, um, it showed that he was never out to make it seem like, oh, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. He would actually do a lot of his fights against the other masters behind closed doors to not embarrass them, yeah. you know? So it's something where, like, again, I think maybe that does have a lot to do with uh, martial arts and I do feel that like you know someone that that is the best just because they want to be the best it's kind of like the thing with the beast the beast locked himself up and wasn't going to fight anybody because he didn't feel that there was anyone to challenge him you know and it's the same thing I think that when you're at that level you don't really need to like you know why would you beat up someone that you know you could beat up by accident it's something where like how is that a challenge it's kind of like playing chess against a two-year-old kid that doesn't that puts the pieces in their mouth like why would you bother it's not gonna you know yeah it's not a challenge it's not it's not gonna advance yourself it's not gonna bring you like for the beast it's the challenge but sing at the end it was enlightenment yeah which is a big deal with uh stephen chow it's about that kind of buddhist like you find that enlightenment in buddha in life and you know it's not about violence it's about See, so even this, even now we're we're just finding out the undertones that there's religious undertones. And that's how deep Kung Fu Hustle goes. It's people. still a cool movie. It's, it's, it's amazing. Still, it's still an awesome movie. <laughs> definitely one of the best. Um, definitely. Now, I think the MVP for the movie. Definitely. MVP. It's, MVP. It's still, MVP. It's still Stephen Chow because he did everything. Yeah, I was. Just I mean, the Beast. I was debating about. I was even about Bruce Wing because he's an old fucking guy and he he, he did a good job with it. I'll tell you the 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 landlord, and again, most people think of a landlord as a dude. It's this older, fat Asian lady with curls in her hair. Like I'm telling you, people, when you see this movie, you like the landlady. The, 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 the mind of Stephen Chow, that's impressive. Cause I mean, there's some stuff that like people think of and joke because it's real life, but to just to put this crap together and to think of this it is it is pretty it's mind-blowing well so, yeah. UNQ has been done martial arts movies before but they did makeup to make her look fat and old mm. and she looks fat and old LVP I don't think that well hmm. I think Fong Fong the love interest we didn't even talk about the mute love interest she was kind of because I mean that's the, like there's some stuff in movies that you never really understand and it's kind of like what was like if that if she was not in the movie would you have lost anything? I mean I see why she was put in there because she was there to kind of be like 
She was the reason why he changed because. Okay, that part I just, I, I guess I understand because it's something where it's like they like, should emphasize that a little more. Everything has to have like a yin and a yang. Everything has to have like a good and a bad. I guess that she was like the reason that brought him back to being, you know. But in the same sense, it was kind of like. Yeah, she was kind of a little. But I mean, I'll tell you again. If I had to choose and select what parts to cut out the movie, I would probably cut that shit out. But anyway. Alright, so um, uh, So with that in mind, I guess that's, that's it. Yep, yep. Uh, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Spirekin Movie Review kicks ass, people. If and you haven't been listening to it, you guys should listen to it. And that's it for this. That's it. And remember, you can check out our manga review on the website also. And I guess this is that part we've all been waiting for. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. So let's roll that one. That only Dodecahedron movie. So we're reviewing the next episode because we are done with the theme month. So we're gonna get something different, something a little bit cool, a little bit dark, a little awesome. Let's see what we're gonna review. Should be a little bit fun. Let's roll and see what we're gonna do. So you roll the Dodecahedron and see what we're gonna review. Oh, hot, 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 hot potato, hot potato. Eleven. Which means roll again. Because those you don't know, the... Oh, well. Uh... Hot, 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 Nine! Number nine. So, in the next episode of... Number, the... number, number nine. I forgot that movie. <laughs> but in the next episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review, we're going to be reviewing a movie, which I've heard rumors about, and supposedly it's amazing. It's great. It's a movie made by Takeshi Miike, and it is the, the last, or the current, no CG, all... Hand-drawn animated film of all time. The last one. The one that they just did. It's supposed to be amazing. And this is the one which you're saying is going to bring back anime. It's going to oh, bring it back, people. This is the, this back, is the Akira. Back, the Ghost of the Shell of this generation. And oh, what are we talking about? We are talking about Takeshi Miike's Red Line. Now, of course, it is not released Red yet. Line. So, take it as you will. But definitely check it out. Um, With that in mind, uh, I think that's it. Hey, Zan, I want to ask our awesome cool the best listeners ever something too if you guys want us to review a movie why don't you put it up onto our website and we'll see what we can review yeah leave it on the comment section or email us at sparkin at gmail.com if you if we can get at least 50 listeners to put up the same movie then we'll review it definitely definitely so let us know let us know what you what you guys want us to do because we had to, we have our theme months up also, but we want to know what movie you want us to do. If there's We're all about the listeners, people, all about those. But if it's Twilight, I will bitch slap all of you. <laughs> we'll still review it, but yeah. we still will. So with I guess that's it. So with that in mind, Zan will give it a great review. By the way, you can tell already. Oh yeah. So with that in mind, this is Zoro. My favorite quote is. Oh, <laughs> A pretty big fist you have there. Careful with that. And this is your host, Zan, for the Spark and Movie Review. And my favorite quote from 2004's Kung Fu Hustle is going to be... He could surely become a doctor or a lawyer. More likely a great... So that's it. We're out of here. Thank you, guys. Well, Catch you next time.
Watch this. I heard that. Come here, you coward. What happened? Can you do better? Go on, try to throw it. Of course. Oh. Sorry, are you okay? I think you should try going a little bit closer and take better aim. I got it. missing a handle. I know, but that doesn't make it feel any better. We should check for fingerprints. Let's have a look. I'm sorry. Uh, what are you trying to say? I forgot that I have something important to take care of. See you later. Oh no, she's on me. Don't make a move. Snakes are controllable. One little whistle and they will freeze. Please spare me that. Uh, what the hell? You again, you pair of jets! Go home. Get back to business. What are you standing around here for? Let's split up. Split what?